This is Dubai Eye 103.8. The stars and superheroes of the region's startup ecosystem. And I'm pleased to say we have two more guests in our studio today and They're two men who decided to go it alone. They are Frank Afiaki and Lauren Holland. So both of you, thank you for coming on the program. Thanks for having us. And tell us a little bit about your company, Gym Nation. Um it seems like there's a gym on every corner on every Instagram page there's another gym. So why did you guys decide to set up a gym? Yeah, so um myself and Frank uh, got to know one another through our wives and over dinner one night we were having a discussion about the gym market here in Dubai and how many gyms there were but we just always felt like all the gyms were very expensive and we both had independently been thinking about opening up a, an affordable gym product so we shared the same vision about 2 months later we'd sort of left our jobs and sort of ventured down our own startup journey so you opened back in 2018 and before you opened you had people clambering to join Why do you think that was? Well, I think the, the going back a little bit the whole way our model works or our from our backgrounds is from budget gyms. So like you said before there's lots of gyms in Dubai or the Middle East itself. Um there wasn't any budget gyms I guess in terms of <clears throat> the affordable side. So when we're looking at that uh like Lauren was saying we started uh, discussing the brand and that sort of thing and that's where Gym Nation came about. And yeah, I guess that's where we were today and the way the model works with the pre-sale side of things when people were joining before the gym open that that's I guess what you're talking about before. I'd like to say Natalie, you know, we mentioned it on previous shows a, f- a few months ago we came out with a product called VirtuFit which is basically a license for uh, trainers, personal trainers and lifestyle uh, lifestyle yeah. you know lifestyle coaches and so on, well, you know, well-being coaches and people from the well-being industry. We went around all the gyms uh, or the big gyms uh you know trying to uh get people educated on the right way of of getting your trainer's license in order to get insurance and to get a, you know to do it the safe way and so on. These guys I must say were one of the most collaborative guys that we worked with and I want to thank you for that and that's that's one of the reasons why we want to have you guys here. I think that it's very responsible of you and I think it's very responsible management to say listen we really want the best for our employees we want the best for our for our for our clients who are coming here and getting trained and we want them as protected as possible so big uh, big props to you both for that well done. Okay so we keep mentioning this concept of budget gyms. Um just give people an idea if they aren't members of gyms already. What would you say is the average kind of price someone's looking to pay in an average gym, not a budget gym? What is regularly the kind of, you know, what kind of thousands of dirham are we talking for an annual membership somewhere? I think average is anywhere from 350 to 450 per month, but then the I guess the other side of that is it's normally a prepay option, so you're forking out about, you know, anywhere from 4000 plus dirhams per year. And that's a contract that you're tied to. Yeah, for 12 months. Uh, and when you say budget gym, what price is your gym? Uh so we start at 99 during the pre-sale, so 99 dirhams per month, uh, and we go all the way up to 199 per dirhams. And and what am I getting for 199 dirhams? Everything, so from classes, um, you know, bathroom facilities, weights, everything's included on that. And Frank, how do you manage to to get the price so low uh, and to still be uh, competitive and provide uh, provide good facilities? So we just cut out the frills. So if you go into any gymnasium, well, the one that we currently have and the other two that will open soon as well, you got no sauna, no steam room, no shower facilities, no no towel service. Mm. And I guess for for us over the last year, it's taken a little bit of 
of time for people to get used to or adjust to that sort of for, you know, no frills no frills, side of yeah. business. I would forget the towel every time. That would be my problem. I'd forget yeah, but it. it's like no frills airlines. You know, at the beginning it was like, what? What do you mean I have to pay for extra luggage? What do you mean I have to pay for mm. for priority boarding? And now everybody in Europe only flies the no frills airlines. So I guess it's a it's a concept that takes time to just get into people's minds. But hey. Uh, the more you go, you were talking about it before, people are looking for bargains now and looking to to, to spend less, and they're counting their their, their rooms. So, uh, the cheaper the better. And if you can pr- you can get the same quality of training uh, without the frills, with the same quality of equipment, why would I pay four hundred when I could pay a hundred? Right. I think we we have a mantra internally that the only thing that's budget is the price. Yeah. When Frank and I set out on this journey, we wanted to create a product which was the most affordable in the market, but every other aspect was absolutely world class. Yeah. So. When you come to Gymnation, what you'll find is unbelievably fantastic equipment. Uh, it's all the latest generation Matrix equipment. We've not held back on anything to do with the fit-out or the actual product. It just so happens that the price is affordable. Yeah. And you know what? To be honest with you, I remember 10 year, or 15 years ago in Canada, I mean, the price for, for, for a respectable gym like a Nautilus or something like that was 26 or $27 a month. All of a sudden, I came here, and then people are paying four, five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred dirhams per, per per month for for a gym uh, for a gym membership. I think it should be priced about thirty, forty, fifty dollars at max. I think that's that's what a fair price for somebody to be able to train should be. Mm. Now, you mentioned a little earlier about the pre-sale model, and this was you know the same thing before you opened. You you offered a special price, and you had three thousand, I believe, people waiting to become members before you even opened the doors. So, so our clubs opened with five thousand members wow. in the pre-sale. That's, that's pretty impressive. And, and, like, and our rack gym, uh, we just launched the pre-sale there and we've sold uh, over a thousand memberships in the first week wow. there. So that, that just shows that the, the product and the demand And you're feasible, you're feasible at, the, at, that, at that rate, right? It's not just to onboard members on. You're feasible, you're feasible year-round at that rate? Uh, the, the rate does go up during the pre-sale, but okay. it, the thousand members at the 99 dirhams was what we planned out. Wow. Okay. And, and this is rack? Did you yeah. Say, yeah. When's rack opening its doors then? It'll be end of November. Okay. This year. And what was the choice then to go to another Emirate? Were, were you thinking another gym um, nation location here or were you thinking we want to expand because there's a need for it elsewhere too? I think we're, we're incredi- incredibly proud that the fact that we are going uh, sort of multi-Emirate now. Uh, when we set out on this journey, the idea was always that we'd open the first one or two facilities here in Dubai, but then we'd quickly expand. Abu Dhabi is an obvious step. I think opening up down in Rack in Manam Mall has just shown that the, the product and the demand translate uh, translates outside of Dubai. And what's your typical demographic? Uh, what's the typical demographic of your clients? Totally mixed. I mean, yeah. it, it mirrors the, the the demographic makeup of Dubai. Um, okay. So we, it's something we do track. Uh, we we download everyone's data from their Emirates ID. Uh, UAE nationals is the the number one demographic, mm-hmm. closely followed by. Um, Indian, Egyptian, UK, uh, UK, Australia. Okay. And do you, do you find yourselves uh, with the same mix of, of, of demographic backgrounds as other gyms, or do you think it's different because of your model? Uh, good question. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, to be mm. honest. Uh, I don't know what their demographics are. Yeah. But it was the one thing which everyone asked questions initially about the product. Would it, would it be weighted towards a, a one particular demographic? Yeah. I think it's it, it, it truly is as diverse as Dubai's own background, which is what Frank and I always thought nice. would be the case. Yeah, and I've I've heard good things about the actual gym. I've heard I've heard that it's uh, quite well equipped and quite clean and all that. So 
So you guys mentioned that this co- kind of came about after having a conversation. You both have a fitness background and, and you could see a gap in the market. You've both worked in this kind of no-frills gym lifestyle before. What was the sort of next step then? Did you get help from investors? Was it something that you two just came together and self-funded? How did it work from sort of that conversation over dinner to, to getting where we are today? Yes, I think from the from the initial conversation, things moved really quickly. I think both I, myself and Frank, we, we sort of share a drive and a, and a passion for what we're doing. So the next step was very much to go and raise the money. Um, launching a gym is an incredibly capital intensive um, <coughs> business model. So we embarked on raising uh, funding for that and we're very targeted in where we went. We, we knew that the funding partners we were looking for would have a real estate background to help us. Uh, real estate underpins our business essentially. Of course. And you are also opening in Bur Dubai. Yeah, so so Bur Dubai will open um, it will be about the same size or a little bit smaller than the one in our cuz. Okay. And uh, and when can we expect to see Bur Dubai open its doors? That's a good question. So we will No pressure. <laughs> Pushing for the end of this year. Okay. So what was the decision behind um, opening in Bur Dubai and Rack around the same time? Just You just felt like your life wasn't difficult enough. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just situation driven. It's it's a case of when you can lock the real estate and the, the leases in, you just need to go for them. Mm-hmm. So but both presented themselves at the same time. Just so happens they'll open at similar times. But but that's fine. We've, we've got a management team now and we're, we're extremely where will, involved. Where will the one in Bur Dubai be located? Do you know next to um, Benjamin Center? Yeah. Just right across the road. Okay, nice. Yeah. Good spot. Yeah. Okay, so uh, as George mentioned, you guys are working with Virtue Zone. And George has mentioned the Virtue Fit license. Um, you know, if someone's a personal trainer, we've, we've talked a lot about this on the show. You know, it's quite hard for them to get into some of the bigger gyms. If they are a personal trainer and they're not attached to a, to a big company, it's hard for them to find a, a safe space that they're insured and licensed to take clients. But that's something that you're quite open to. Yeah, so for us, um, the way we do the model is we wanted every trainer that comes and trained to be properly certified. So everything down to their insurance, public indemnity, proper licensing, everything like that. So we're, we're Which is the way it should be. Of yeah. course, of course. <laughs> so, so partnering up with these guys here was perfect for us. But then also we have our in-house trainers as well, which, which we've um, all registered and everything like that too. Okay, and how hands-on are you guys in terms of running the business? So, are, are people likely to find you guys both there most of the time? Uh, we, we pretty much love the... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so one, one feature of our business is we're 24-7. So when we initially oh, okay. when we initially opened up, we opened up during Ramadan. So the gym at three four a.m. in the morning would have up to two hundred people in. So Frank and I were were quite literally. <laughs> so living. let me guess. So you take care of the cardio part. You take care of the weights part. <laughs> George, people can't see them. For the people so. who can't see them, we got we got we got a, we got a we got a slim we have a slim fit dude and a and a really buffed up dude sitting next to each other. <laughs> no, it's the other way around. No, I'm joking. Um, just final question. You guys run your own company. George and I have been discussing this on the program. We're asking you um, whether you think a pick-your-own-pay scheme is a good idea. What do you guys think? I think, uh, well, for us anyways, the guys pick their own pay at the end of the day. It comes down to how hard they work because they're on a commission structure. So I'd have to go with uh, our guys picking their own pay at the end of the day. Yes, yes. Yeah, one, hold that's on, one hold on, on my side. There's a nuance here. There's a nuance. <laughs> I these, know. Guys, these guys are paid hourly, right? The, the, the I trainers. know. But Lauren, so. what do you think? Do you think it's a good idea for employees to be able to pick their own salary? 
with you know with some caveats. It's not for those any of you, old number. For those of you who can't see him, Lauren has changed colors about three times since she's <laughs> asked the question. Yeah, that uh, that might be a, a bit of a push, but like Frank said, um, I think if staff can have a, an element of their remuneration which is linked to their performance and th the input that they put in, I think that's great. I guess the other aspect would be someone's overall package can be quite flexible around other things other than just salary so holiday flexible working and i think having a degree of flexibility is great i mean it's not a yes or no answer but yeah. I, I accept i, I think accept you the become, i think you should become a politician that's what i think. <laughs> i know big thank you to our two guests the men behind gym nation frank afiaki and lauren holland thank you so much for coming on the program thanks for having us yep thank you this is dubai i 103.8